Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I don't know how much more... Uh, absurd, you know, comedy can become to, to, to overlap that of what how absurd reality has become. Welcome back to Ozzy Confidential. Hey, I, I am your host, Eugene S. Robinson. This next version is kind of an interesting one in the age of snowflakes and a culture of outrage and nervous Nellies and stuttering, muttering approaches to campus comedy. People dancing on tenterhooks and walking on eggshells. We're going to meet a guy named Heinrich who would like you to think what he does is funny, but fundamentally doesn't give a fuck whether you do or not. Listen well. The confessional professional, Eugene S. Robinson, that's me. Here we are in the Tenderloin in San Francisco. We're walking up to a guy named Heinrich. Now, just for those of you who are listening and not watching this like we are, Heinrich is dressed in full SS officer gear, swastika, regalia, the whole bit, in the middle of the Tenderloin, which is like New York City, 1978. 
So this has got to be got to be epic. And if there's a story that's got to be told, I imagine he might be the one to tell it. Heinrich, I, my first, name, first my, off, I don't have any money to give to your Black Lives Matter movement. <laughs> Uh, Heinrich, Heinrich came to uh, San Francisco from, from where do you hail? Where originally I'm from Munich, but I was living in the Berlin for the last uh, 10 years or so, yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's been kind of rough going for you in, in, in San Francisco. I, I think you, you said that you went to a, 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 a Halloween gathering. Yeah, and that, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fair. Uh, the, there's many supporters to the Fourth Reich. And I was very surprised. You know, lots of people, they seemed very happy to have me there. And uh, they're, they're very attractive women. They buy me the drinks. Uh, I'm not used to this. It's usually the young Aryan boys. But also, there was very many people giving me the uh, difficulty. Well, I, but I, I did. I read something online that you had some kind of problem. Yeah, there, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. This is true. Uh, when I was uh, going to the restroom to, uh, you know, do the business that the man does, uh, there was the boy. He looked to me like the Aryan boy. So this is why it's the most surprising. And he says to me, how dare you do this? How dare you come here looking like you do? I said, what, looking so perfect and beautiful? He said, no, my, my cousins, uncles, cousins, brothers, friends, grandmother knew somebody that was in Auschwitz. How dares you come here looking like this? And I said, look, my friend, I don't want any problems. Just let me do my business. But he would not leave me alone. I was at the urinal trying to do my business, and he would keep talking to my back. Finally, I gave him the warning. If you keep bothering me while I'm doing my business, I will have to assault you in a very physical way. He would not stop, so I was forced to do what I had to do. So I threw the elbow into his chin, and then he went to sleep like the little girl, yeah? <laughs> well, I'm thinking, what if somebody comes in right now and they sees me, Heinrich, the perfect Aryan, over the body of the, of the dead little boy, yeah? So I grabbed him by the... You little boy, how old was he? Yeah, I don't know, maybe 27, 28. And so I grabbed him by Jeschwans, and I grabbed him into the stall. Uh, the problem is, even after I closed the door, you can still see his little weak legs. He has a very small quadriceps and no calf muscles whatsoever. And so at that point, I said, well, I'm going to leave, and uh, let let's the authorities figure out the rest. All right, so now now we've gotten in off the street. Uh, we're in uh, Heinrich's Mountain Redoubt, let's call it that, or, Maybe I want to call it uh, uh, Casa Heinrich. Thanks for having me. Nine, nine, nine. It's uh, House Heinrich. Okay, all right, all right. House uh, House Heinrich. Here we are uh, at House Heinrich, and why don't you, you know... I... All right, Eugene, fucking cut the shit, dude. Seriously. I've been doing this, as you're well aware of, for almost 12 years now. You come up here to my apartment, you want to keep making a joke about this, you want to interview me, or what? Uh, uh, all right, so... The line between acting like something and being something, maybe acting crazy and being crazy, starts to get blurry if you do either too long. I'd guess Damien Norkbosch, well, he might have discovered the truth to that. I've I've been doing this. I have the uniforms. I have the scripts. I'm making infomercials. I've lost friends. I've I've alienated acquaintances. 
Well, you I mean, you've been, you've gotten into, people have attacked you on the streets, um, but you, I mean, what, what what's the end game look like? Have you, at some point though, what, what's the payoff for you? Have you been able to pitch this to people or what's... Uh, well, I mean, first off, this hasn't been 12 years, you know, uh, continuous. I am, you know, I'm embarrassed to admit that though I had the most sincere ambitions with the Heinrich Project from the beginning, um, I did abandon it. But, you know, I, I did make a, a very conscious decision to bring it back about a year ago with Trump coming into office and everything else uh, associated with him. But there is no end game. Is there an end game to comedy? Is there an end game to any, any you know, artistic... Uh... Yeah, when you sell it. Well, that'd be nice. I was born in 1980 in the San Fernando Valley of Los Angeles, which at that time was, you know, a, a more uh, prestigious area of, you know, of L.A. Uh, my father, um, he's Iranian. Uh, he left Iran at the age of 16, which was kind of unheard of at that time. That was, you know, pre-revolution. That was still during the Shah's time. Have you been back to visit? I've never been, no. Right. I'm, I'm unfortunately, and I'm, I'm sorry to admit this, I'm scared to go. He left at a time that, that people just didn't leave, and he did it as he told me, because he just didn't feel comfortable there. He, he left before the revolution. He left before the revolution. Uh, first, he went to England. Uh, then he went to Italy. He met my mom, who uh, is an American, um, a, a Midwestern American who was on vacation. She's white. She's white, yeah. Um, they got married, and then they, they came to the U.S., which I, I've, I can assume that was my dad's ultimate goal, which was to come to the U.S. So, Did you grow up with extended family from uh, Iran? Or? Uh, yes and no. Um, you know, my dad in the 80s brought over a lot of his relatives, but uh, we were never that close, even though they lived in, the, in L.A. Uh, we were never that close. Uh, my dad purposely didn't want to teach me Farsi just because he wanted me to be the, the all-American. You know, my dad had two uh, kind of high-end leather retail stores, uh, it was called uh, Leather Conspiracy. One was in the uh, Promenade Mall in Woodland Hills. Uh, the other was in Westwood. And uh, 1980, uh, the Westwood store, the, not the Westwood, not their store, but all the stores around them, there was a rash of burglaries. And my dad said, you know, fuck that. We're not going to let anybody rob the store. So both he and my mom were in the Westwood store while I was in my mom's belly pregnant to make sure nobody, you know, burglarized the place. And that's where my mom started giving birth, in the Westwood store. And my dad held out to the last minute. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure it's coming? Because those motherfuckers, they could be anywhere right now. Now, Damien is not just gallivanting about the streets of San Francisco doing this for the amusement of onlookers and friends. He actually has put together several pilots of TV shows, most notably ones of which he pitched to Dave Chappelle. You're about to hear a clip of Damien as Heinrich watching a video of young Aryan boys shirtlessly wrestling in oil and, and the dirt of, uh, of his pilot Enter the Fourth Reich. Menu. Oh, hello, boys. Who are you fighting for? Yeah, grab him. Grab him by the by the schnitzel. Yeah, yeah, grab his schnitzel. Yeah, yeah. So funny. Yeah, I love this video. Yeah. Anyway, right now we are experiencing uh, Nazi recreation, which includes male-to-male uh, -male wrestling, which is my personal favorite. Yeah, yeah. Look at all these handsome young Aryan boys. 
all trying to be the best for Hitler. Oh, what a great time this was. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go to the restroom for a little bit, yeah. Catch you in a sec. Sigal! Mel Brooks you know, pulled it off. Bob Crane, Hogan's Heroes. World War II is not exactly bereft of comedic potential. But if Sig Heil is your punchline, you might find it uh, a hard road to hoe. You have to understand that politically, politically, this has got to be like probably the most uncomfortable form of comedy ever that you're pursuing. Of course, right? that's, right. that's the whole point. Uh, uh, tell me, so what, what, what is the point? The whole point is that, look, you know, no matter, no matter what the state of affairs is, even if things are as honky-dory as, as they might seem on the surface, and right now, I think the uh, collective opinion is that things are not honky-dory in this country, in this state, in this, on this planet. There's a lot, of, a lot of issues going on right now, right? Everything's cool on the surface or everything's not cool on the surface. You know, there's always going to be issues politically. There's always going to be issues racially. There's always going to be issues with religion and gender and, and everything else that people constantly, you know, take an opinion to. My dad, who left Iran in, when he was 16, you know, way before the revolution, before Khomeini, all those guys, though he never felt comfortable in Iran, though he never you know, had this, he, though he was never a, a Muslim, nor was the rest of my family, he still obviously had pride for being Persian. So, you know, fast forward to the late 70s, early 80s, you know, we have the Iranian um, hostage crisis, 1980, et cetera, et cetera. And he told me a story that in the early 80s, one day, um, two white women walk into the store. And, uh, you know, my dad, my dad had lived in, in Florence before that. And he was, by all accounts, a player. And he fucked as many women as he possibly could. Hats off, you know. And he said, even by that time, he's married, he has a young kid. He's still getting a lot of, you know, get a lot of attention at least. So these, these two white women walk in and they say, oh, my God, you have such an exotic look. Where are you from? And he had no issues, even though this is post-hostage crisis situation. He's not going to lie. He said, well, I'm Persian. She's like, oh, my God. And these, these women said, my God, that's so interesting because we went to the store right down the street, and we thought that those two guys that owned that store were Persian also, but they said they're Egyptian. And my dad became so upset because he said, those two fucking assholes, they're Iranians also. <laughs> but now they were afraid of losing business, so... Conveniently, all of a sudden, they're Egyptians. And, you know, even from a young age, I was kind of in a, in a weird circumstance where I, I was white and I was living around whites, but I think I, I felt this. Everyone didn't see me as being white. Um, and albeit, you know, in, in the San Fernando Valley in the early 80s, you had a lot of Jews, you had a lot of Persians, you had people, you know, from all over the place, but the predominant group were, were wasps. And I was half wasp and I was half something else, but close enough that people still recognized me as being white, but I wasn't quite, wasn't quite there. Okay. So you were other, I was other yeah. close enough, but not. Um, so in 88, you know, my dad, who was very much uh, turned off by the LA scene, he wanted the exact opposite. And we ended up moving up to Mendocino County, which, which was, I mean, for all intents and purposes, the exact opposite. And for me, that, that was culture shock. Even though everybody, was, everybody spoke English, it was still culture shock. Um, but there was still that, that weird kind of phenomena going on where 
people kind of recognized me as being white, but it was still always that question, what are you? And if your hair grows out, is it curly or is it straight? Oh, it's curly. Fucking Persian, come on. <clears throat> Gotta shave that shit every day of my life. And the thing is this, I don't, I don't reap the rewards of being white. And I know this is, a, this is a weird thing to say, and people are, oh my God, what does that mean? But think about it. You're white, but you're not white. It's like being, it's like being a celebrity, but not really being famous and not being rich. Yeah, it's like me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I guess that's why you and me are friends. There you go. Just because it's immersive comedy actually doesn't mean it's funny or comedic. You know, there's a sense listening to Heinrich that you're in on an in-joke that you're not quite willing to be in on. The whole point of Heinrich and the whole point of Heinrich 12 years ago and the whole point of Heinrich right now is to show that the absolute absurdity of taking an extreme stance on things, but also the extreme danger of, of extremes. The absurdity and through the absurdity, the, also the uncomfortable humor, you know, in extremes. You're, tw you're 12 years in. Right. Um, we're in the midst of uh, 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 the first Trump administration, at yeah. the very least. Yeah. And um, um, do you feel more or less emboldened to try to continue on which what seems to many to be kind of a quixotic thing? I mean, well, there's still the underlying question about why you think it's funny and why how you expect this to work. And then. that's that's the interesting thing that, you know, when when I started the Heinrich Project, um, you know, over a decade ago, at that time, that seemed like the, the most extreme thing to do. Uh, it, it, mind you, I live in San Francisco. Um, I mean, the whole the whole genesis of this Heinrich character came about in in the mid 2000s or the early 2000s. I'm sorry, when when I was living in Japantown, San Francisco, which at that time and, and still is for all intents and purposes, a, a very kind of residential, quiet, you know, peaceful neighborhood of San Francisco. You have a lot of tourists. You have you know families, senior citizens. Um, one day it was like middle of a week, middle of the day, maybe one in the afternoon. I'm walking up Post Street. And I see uh, two, two middle-aged white guys walking down the street wearing nothing but uh, cock rings and uh, boots. And that's it. And uh, nobody gave them a second look. There was, there was kids, there was uh, families, there were senior citizens. Nobody gave these guys walking around naked in the middle of the day a second look. And mind you, it wasn't, you know, uh, Folsom Street Week. It wasn't Pride Week. You know, when you have Folsom and, and, and Gay Pride Week, you get stragglers that will wander off to other neighborhoods and whatnot. Um, this was none of that. It was just two guys that were walking around naked in the middle of the Japantown of all places. And, and that was kind of the impetus this, to this whole thing where I thought, is there anything that can really shock anybody in San Francisco? And I really put a lot of thought into this. Is there anything, I mean, aside from the obvious, an, an act of violence or a car wreck or something like that, is there anything that, that can shock somebody in San Francisco? And I kind of jokingly said to myself, well, maybe with the exception of uh, a guy dressed in full Nazi uniform walking down the street. And that's, that's kind of how this whole thing started out. So at that time, dressing up like a, an SS officer, you know, from the 40s, walking on the street, that was the most absurd, ludicrous, taboo, and extreme thing I could think of. Now, 
Now we're in the era of, you know, uh, Steve Bannon, uh, Richard Spencer, the alt-right, uh, Milo, all these other guys. Dressing up like a, like a Nazi in San Francisco, it doesn't really have the, the same, <laughs> I have the to same say, magic that, I, it, that it did I, 10 I, years ago. I have to say, we, we walked to get here, and I expected the, that there would be a greater amount of notice uh, uh, that you were dressed like an SS officer, um, but there was very little until we passed those German guys. And you know, and that's that's unfortunately that's that's a bad sign of times. Where what has for the past fifty, sixty years at least been known as the most extreme thing you can do, uh, which even ten years ago was the most extreme thing I could do, that no longer has the same. It doesn't resonate the same way. Um, so you know, to answer your your you know overall question, I I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what the end game to the Heinrich Project is. You know, I don't I don't know how much more uh, absurd you know comedy can become to 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 overlap that of what how absurd reality has become. So there we go, Heinrich. Uh, coming up next on Ozzy. Confidential Karen Barnes And her son Dylan They had a secret They had a secret About Dylan's life As a woman Tune in next time for Ozzy Confidential We go deep, deep, deep Into the heart Of the trans experience In America Ozzy Confidential is produced by, who else? Me, Eugene S. Robinson, and executive produced by Robert Kulos. And this episode was sound designed, edited, and mixed by Jamie Kahn and Nick Johnson. For more Ozzy Confidential, check us out on Ozzy.com. That's O-Z-Y.com slash confidential. We published editorial companion articles on Ozzy and photos, videos for every single story. So to check them out, go to Ozzy.com slash confidential. That's O-Z-Y.com slash confidential. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.